Uh, Sorry, we're late. Well, Good evening. Got a lot of Torah to learn tonight. Uh, so we're starting on the very bottom of Lamed Beis Amid Aleph. <laughs> we'll be learning Lamed Beis Amid Beis, which is, that's a, that's a real Amid of Gemara right there. Uh, Lamed Beis Amid Beis. We'll also be learning uh, all of Lamed Gimel. So we have a lot of ground to cover. It is relatively quick, a lot of psukim, a lot of uh, basic ideas about Rosh Hashanah, Malchia, Sechonus, and Shofros, of which psukim do we do? Why do we do these psukim? The numbers, we're going to get into some of the halachos of the tekiyos. How long is a tekiyah? Our, our Balmakri, our Makri is not here tonight, David Merzel, but he's the one who knows how long that a tekiyah needs to be. It's based on tonight's stuff. So let's get started, and we're going to move pretty quickly to try and get there to make it in time for Marv and hopefully with some time to spare. Bottom of Lamed Beza Manalat, the last mission on the page two lines from the bottom in Mazkirin, we do not say Zichron Malchus Vishofar Shel Puranus. The psukim that we say, Prizichronos Malchios and Shofros, cannot be psukim that are to the negative of bad psukim. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. And we should also know that when we start the psukim, Maskil Batoro, Umashlam Binavi, that we should start with the psukim from Chumash and then move on to Navi. And that's the appropriate flow of Yossi Omer, Imhishlam Batoro. If in fact you concluded with Torah, then Yatza. But what does that mean? We'll have to see in the Gemara. That brings us to the top of Lamed Beis and Beis. At the very top line, says the Gemara Malchios. What's an example of a Pasuk in Malchios where Melech is referred to, but the Pasuk is negative? That's the Puranios that our Mishnah spoke about. We had said in our Mishnah that negative Pasukim can't be used. So what's the negative Pasuk by Malchios? With poured out anger, I will rule over them. That's an example of a Pasuk that we should not use. And then based on this Pasuk, the Gemara says, even though Rav Nachman said, Kol ki hai rischa. Yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu is very upset at us, but let him be, let him be angry. Let him be upset at us, Alon, on us. And let him then redeem us. Let, get, get the anger out, get, have the fight, and then repair your relationship. Just let him be angry at us. So let him say, let's say the Pasuk, what's the big deal? So says the Gemara, no, since the Pasuk was said in anger, Ad kure rischa, mentioning the anger, Beresh Shata, in the beginning of the year, Lomad Karinan, that we do not do. We do not mention negative Psukim at the beginning of the year. And that really is the episode of this part of our Mishnah. That the Mishnah had said, we, when we say Malchios, Sechonis, and Shofros, we don't say Psukim that have any negative connotations. What would be an example of the first of the middle width lines? We're five lines down. And what's an example of a Pasuk from Zichronos that has the word Zechar and is negative? That Pasuk is a negative Pasuk. And by Shofar, what's the negative Pasuk there? That also was a negative story in Tanakh. Have a look. But the point is that these Pasukim are not allowed to be mentioned in, in, uh, in the Pasukim and Chumit, in the Pasukim and the Machzor because they are negative. And then the Gemara says... <laughs> Um, Aval, second of the middle, middle with lines, eight lines down, seven lines down, Aval. In Balomar Malchos, Zichron, Vishofar, Shel Poranus, Shel Ovde, Kochavim, Omer. Ah, if there's a Pasuk that's negative, you're not allowed to say it, unless the Pasuk had to do with Goyim. And then we do, then we allow for that to take place, because that's still going to be a sign of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Malchus, even though it doesn't sacrifice the quality of the relationship that we have with a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So what are some examples of that Pesukim that we that are negative as it relates to Akum? And because, but because it's only related to Akum, we're allowed to say it in Shemun Asrei Malchus. What's an example of one? From the world of Malchio, says the Gemara, Hashem Malach Yergizu Ami, a famous pasuk, Uchigon, another pasuk, Hashem Melech Olam, Ba'ed Abadu Goyim Meretzo. 
That's another negative pasuk. What about zichron? What is zichron? What is a pasuk that has to do with zichronos that is negative, that only has to do with an akum, and that and is allowed to be said? Kigon, zichor Hashem livnei adom v'chulei. And by shofar, what pasuk would be, would be allowed to be said here, even though it's negative about goyim? Kigon, Hashem elokim ba shofar yiska v'halach besaros teiman uchsiv. And as well, Hashem sevakos yagein alehem. All right, so that that's... It, this is supposed to be an Arshman. This is about an Akum. Uh, that was the first part of the Gemara says that the negative things that can't be mentioned are Pesukim. That's right? Yeah, that's, well, we have though about Saros Temon as well. I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the same. Question. And Hashem Tzivakos Yagen Aleim. Those are not the same Pesukim. Yeah. yeah, the last two are included. Uh, but really, they're negative. They're Bipuranus for Akum. But Puranus for Akum is not a reason for us to not say those Pesukim. So in, in summary, up until this point, about 12 lines down, what we've learned so far is that psukim that are negative about Jews cannot be said in the Shemona Esrei Rosh Hashanah. Psukim that are negative about non-Jews can be said, as long as they're reflective of Malchos, Malchios, Echonos, and Shofros, and then that would be fine. Then the Gemara adds in a din that says as follows, Ein maskir in zikaron shal You're not allowed to, in the psukim of Zichronos, you're not allowed to say one person's specific uh, uh, pasuk, even if it's good, kigon, zachreni Hashem birtzon amecha, remember me as an individual, ukigon, zachreli elokai tova. These psukim are about individuals, and they're not about the tzibur, and they can't be mentioned even though they're good. <clears throat> Good. So says the Gemara, um, the word piktonos, the usage of the word pikadon or piktonos in Chomesh and Tanakh is going to be similar to the rules of Zichronos. Kigon ve'ashem pakad es saro. Uchigon pakod pakad yeschem divrei Reb Yossi. Reb Yehuda Omer, enon kizichronos. I disagree with you that the language of uh, pakod is not the lang- same as the language of Zikaron. So we know that we're supposed to have X number of psukim, 10 psukim by uh, by Zichronos, can one of them be Pikadon? Uh, Pikdonos, you know, this Pasuk that we just said, Pakod Pakati, that's a Machlokas, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda. And this is the first of many Machlokas that we're going to see today between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Huda. Let's continue. Um, okay, well, the Rabbi Yossi, even according to Rabbi Yossi, Nihinami de Pikdonos, okay, I understand that you think the Pikdonos is the same as Zichronos, but Harehen Kizichronos, I'm sorry, Nihinami de Pikdonos, Harehen Kizichronos, yes, I, I understand, Rabbi Yossi, that you hold. That when a pasuk says pikdonos, that it's the same as zichronos, but ba'ashem pokades sara, that pasuk we do say, but the problem is it's pikadon de yachidu. We just said you're not allowed to have a pasuk about the pikadon of a yachid that deals with only one individual. Yet we know that in our machzor we do say ba'ashem pokades sara. We lay in this. Uh, we, we this is all over the place. So it says the gemara. Why is that allowed? And Gemara answers with a, a tough answer, but the Gemara says, "Kevan to us, Rabin Mina." Since there were a lot of children that were born from her, from Sarah, then it's Kirabim, uh, it's Kirabim Damya. It's similar to the Rabin. What does that mean? If, an, if another story in Tanakh, a, a woman had a lot of children, she didn't even have a lot of children. She had a lot of grandchildren. She had a lot of great grandchildren, and that's where we had come from. So uh, difficult to understand. Maybe because it means she's Aim Kolchai. I don't know. Very difficult. The next section of the Gemara measures uh, whether or not this Pasuk counts as one or two references of Melech. Let's see. The Pasuk says in one Pasuk, a famous Pasuk. That word, that Pasuk has the word Melech twice. Here's the next Pasuk, third of the way down. And that, that second Pasuk has a reference to Melech three times. 
And that's what, uh, that's what the Gemara says. Rishona Shtayim. The first Pasuk has a reference to a king twice. Shunia, the second Pasuk is Shalosh. Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, no. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, one third of the way down, about 10 lines before the very wide lines on, on Lamed Beis and Beis. That he says it's not correct. Really, in the first pasuk, when it says melech, the context of the use of the word melech is that it's mihuzeh melech hakavod. First, I said melech, and then I said mihuzeh melech. And who is that king? So that's not considered two usages of the word melech. It's only considered one, and that too is a machlokas between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda that Rishon Achas and Shon and Shniyashtein that the second pasuk only has two references to melech. The next pasuk also we have to figure out how Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda understand this. Zamrula Elokim Zameru Zamrula Malkenu Zameru Kim Melech Kim Melech Kol Haaretz Elokim. So it says the Gemara Shtaim, Dibir Rabbi Yossi, says it, it says the word Melech twice. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Achas, it only counts as one, because one Melech is simply referencing the other, and it's not two different ones. But they both agree, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda both agree, Everyone agrees that when it says Melech in one case, and the rest of the, frame, of the phraseology is Elohim Yashav Al Kisei Kocho, which is a king. We don't look at that as a second reference to Melech. Uh, we only look at that Pasuk as one. In Zikaron Shiyesh Potrua, what happens if you have a Pasuk that has two references? It has uh, Zikaron and Trua. So we don't know. Should it be mentioned in? Zichronos or Shofros, so says the Gemara, what's an example of this? Kigon. Shabbason zikaron tira mikra kodesh. It has zecher and it has trua. So then the Tanakhama writes, Rabbi Yossi writes, Omra im hazichronos ve'omra im hashofros. See, Rabbi Yossi could be read in either place. Now, these are tougher questions, like what happens if the Pusik has double references? That's good. So that's here, Rabbi Yossi is more flexible. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, ena omra, ela im zichronos bilvad. It can only be read with zichronos and not with shofros. What about a pasuk that has malchus shiyeshi motrua? What about a pasuk that speaks, that would seemingly fit in malchios and also seemingly fit in shofros because it speaks about trua? So there the Gemara says, kigon, what's an example? Hashem elokavi mosras melech bo. We have trua and melech. So there the Tanakama Rabbi Yossi says, omra im ha-malchios omra im ha-shofros. It can be said either way, divi Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, first of the very long lines on Lama Beis and Mabez, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, in omra, no, it can only be said with Malchios. What about Trush Eni Maloklu? A Pasuk that speaks about Shofar, but that doesn't have any other references at all. It doesn't speak about Malchios or, or Zichronos at all. So there it says the Gemara, uh, what's an example of, of that? Kigon, Yom Tura Yelachem. So the Tanakhama says, Omrim Shofros, that's obvious. The Pasuk speaks about Shofros, included in Shofros. However, if Yehuda says, Omer, Eina, Omra, Kol Iker, you're not allowed to use that Pasuk at all. It cannot be even mentioned in, uh, it has to have more context than just that. That brings us to the two dots, almost two-thirds of the way down on Lama Beis and Beis. Let's continue. We said in our, in our Mishnah, the Maslil B'Torah, Maslil B'Navi, that we said that the Tanakhama was of the opinion that you have to start the Pesukim in Torah, and you have to end with Pesukim from Navi. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Im Hishtim Yatza, and that was the end of the quote of our Mishnah, that Rabbi Yossi said that if, in fact, you concluded your Pesukim with Torah, then you'd still be Yotzeh. So this is not such a simple piece of Mishnah because the Gemara says, Im Hishlim. The language of Rav Yossi was that if you complete your Psukim in Malchia, Zichonus, or Shofros with Torah, Im Hishlim, it implies Diyavad in Lechatchila. No, that's only true by Diyavad, but not true Lechatchila. Ay, how can that be? Rav Yossi, Omer, Hamashlim, B'Torah, Harezim, Shubach. We see that there's a Shita that you are allowed to conclude, that you are allowed to conclude with uh, with Sukim and Chomish. So therefore, that should be against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah implied that it was only Licha, only by the Evet. But this price seems to say that it's even Licha Tchila. It says the Gemara, you're right. Maybe we should change our Mishnah to say Ema. It should say Mashlim. It should say not that Im Mashlim or Im Hishlim, then you're Yotze, but Mashlim, that you taka should finish with, with, 
with a psukim from the Torah. So it says the Gemara, im hishlim ktani. Okay, you, your answers have to fit with the words. But the, the Mishnah says, im hishlim. You can't just throw the word out. And therefore, we're left with our initial diuk because it says, im hishlim ktani. Therefore, diavadim lechatchilalo, four lines into the wide lines. So then the Gemara says, you're right. My answer was a bad answer, and I'm going to give you a better one. Hachi kamar. This is the proper way to understand our Mishnah. Maschil b'Torah. The Tanakama says that you start with Psukim from Chumash and you end with Navi. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Mashlim B'Torah, that you should be Mashlim B'Torah. That is the ideal. And Be'im Hishlim B'Navi Yatsa. And that's why you will note that at the end of the section of, for example, of Malchios, we go back and say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkein Hashem That's to fulfill this sheet in the Gemara. So we have Psukim from Tanakh and Psukim from all over the place, but we come back at the end of each section to close with a Pasuk from Chumash because of this sheet of Rabbi Yossi, that he says, Mashlam Torah. If you accidentally skip that Pasuk, then you'll be Yossi, but that's not the ideal. And a Brisa to support five lines into the very wide lines, Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis. The Brisa says, Tanya Nami Hachi, Amar Belazar Rabbi Yossi, Vasikin, the big Tzadikim, Hayu Mashlim and Osaba Torah. That's how they used to do it. That's how, that's how the right, the righteous people used to do it. This Vasikin doesn't mean they daven Vasikin. That's that's how we translate the word Vasikin. Vasikin doesn't mean that at all. Vasikin just means the elders. It means the ones who are, who are the really righteous people. The word Vatik means older, ancient. So says the Gemara, When I look through Chumash, there are ample Psukim to fill the quotas in regards to Zichornos and Shofros. There's only three Psukim in Chumash that actually speak about uh, that actually speak about Malchus. Hashem elokavi mo siras melech bo. That's number one. Number two, vahibi shurin melech. And number three, Hashem yimloch lo Because as we spoke about, not all psukim work. You can't have psukim that are puranos, puranios. You can't have psukim that speak about individuals. And we got to make sure that they all make sense. And we're still missing one. We need 10 psukim in total. And we won't have 10. We need four from Chumash, three from Nevi'im, and three from Ksuvim. So what do we do? So that's also a machloket. So Amar Reb Shimei, Amar Reb Huna, the way I can get you to the right number of sukkim is Toshma. We have a pasuk. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And even though the pasuk doesn't say the word Melech, but the whole undertone of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech. Malchus. Rabbi Yossi says that that pasuk counts as one of the ones from Malchios, which is the example that I just gave is that's the that's the capstone on the whole section there of Malchios. But Rav Yehuda doesn't agree. Rav Yehuda Omer ain't a Malchus. That's not considered a Malchus reference in the pasuk, and therefore it cannot be used. The next pasuk that's not a possibility to be used for Malchus because there really aren't too many psukim that speak about Melech. So there too, on that pasuk, even though it doesn't say Hashem's name, but it says maybe we should assume Malchus. This says no. Omer ain't a Malchus. This pasuk doesn't count either for our count of ten because the pasuk doesn't say Melech. Last example before the Mishnah, last line before the Mishnah, three-fourths of the way down, famous Pasuk. So maybe, obviously, so maybe we should say that this Pasuk is considered to be Malchus, and that would be the Shita. Uh, uh, so from the conclusion of the Gemara, Rabbi Yossi has a couple of options to get to our 10th uh, Pasuk, but it doesn't seem to be the case that uh, the Rabbi Yehuda has a real solution. That brings us to a new Mishnah. <laughs> when a person goes uh, to Daven for the Tzibur on, uh, on Yom Tov Shel Rosh Hashanah, if he's the Baal Shacharis, he is not the one who is Tokea. The second person who uh, does the uh, the davening, the Baal Musaf, then the uh, then the the uh, the tikkios are done at that time. We'll see why in a moment. Uvishasa halel. Whenever there is a time that we say halel, 
Of course, Rosh Hashanah is not one of those times. We'll see why in tonight's Gemara. That's why we don't say Hallel. But when one does say Hallel, Harisha, Mikra, Sahalel, that's always going to be read in conjunction with the Baal Shachar, which is why we have our minhag to say Hallel immediately after Shmona Esra, after Chazar Sashat. So to review, our Mishnah says that we do, we do Tkias Shofar by Mosaf. But when it comes to Hallel, we do it by Shachras. And that's going to be the thrust of this, uh, this brief Gemara. My Shna Sheni Maskia. Why is it that we have the, uh, the Baltokea by the Baal Mosaf? Why don't we have him do it by Shachras? Says the Gemara, Mishum de Barovam Hadras Melech. I guess it's not only in modern times that people showed up late. The Gemara says, Barovam Hadras Melech. There's more people at Shul by Mosaf than there is at Shachras, even on Rosh Hashanah. Who would have thought? I thought that was a modern, uh, a modern occurrence. But no, the Gemara says, Mishum de Barovam Hadras Melech. Says the Gemara, that's great, that's cute, Ihachi. But if it's true, then Halal Nami, Vishani. We should also say that Halal said closer to Musaf, Mishum de Barovam Hadras Melech. Can't use the argument in only one direction. If you're saying Barovam Hadras Melech applies to Tkiya Shofar, it should apply to Halal as well. Says the Gemara, Lamaishno Halal de Barishon. Why is it that Halal should be read earlier? Why is it read by, with the Baal Shachris? Mishum, there's a reason Makdim of the mitzvahs. Because when we do the mitzvah of Halal, there's a mitzvah involved, and therefore you should um, do it earlier. Says the Gemara, I mean, at most, Halal is a mitzvah der right? It's probably just a minhag. But Tkia, Nami Nehabi Berisha, Mishum, there's reason Makdim in the mitzvah. That's a Din Doraisa. Of course, you should do it in the morning. Maybe we should do it before Shachris. Forget about waiting till Musaf. That's, uh, that's the lazy man's job. Why do we, and it's like the centerpiece of our davening, like why do we wait right before Musaf to do the tzkiah? If you're saying his reason Makdim in the mitzvah supplies to Halel, and that's why that whenever we have Halel, it's always said by Shachris. So say his reason Makdim in the mitzvah is by tzkiah shofar as well. Says the Gemara, Am Rav Yochanan Vishas Gzeras Hamalchus Shonu. Wow, this was terrible. There's a Gzeris HaMalchus. Some of the Rishonim point out, Tosos points this out, that people were killed uh, when they would blow Shofar right when they got to Shul because it was like a call to arms or so it was perceived by the, uh, the environments in which we lived during those particular times. And therefore, they pushed it off to later in davening so they would see, no, the Jews are just praying. It's not a call to arms. They're just sitting there praying. They're doing their shuckling and their... That all is well, and on Sukkot, they've got their fern branches, let the Jews do their thing, no problem. And the blowing shofar later on Rosh Hashanah was to make sure that the, whoever the people were at those times, that they knew that there wasn't, it wasn't a call to arms. But look what we did now. We've kept the minhag. It's a pretty powerful reminder of our past. The fact that we don't do shofar earlier, even though we should, mm-hmm. even though we have a halachic push to do so, which is reason makdim in the mitzvahs, but the history of what happened is so strong that we do not change that minhag. But really, as the Gemara closes here, it seems to be the case that it would have been ideal for Tkiah Shofar to be by Shacharis and not by Musa. That would have been ideal. Other what? What other mitzvahs are you talking about? Just in general. We read Mikra Megillah immediately after lightning. Correct. Grissom, you generally do earlier than lightning. Generally, right? <laughs> yeah, what other things happen in davening? This was in general. Yeah, we do it with Lula and Esrog too, because Lula and Esrog is by Hala. Right. It's by the Baal Shachras. This This is the anomaly. This This requires a little bit of research also. Like, we we normally have rules about when we hold a formal minnag. Like, Yom Tov Shani Shal Goliath is not really logically a picture. What? Shami Yaksu Hadabar Meaning, there was that Zero at that time. We kept it here figuring. Somebody else is going to come up with the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, but you need, you sad need. Sad but true. It's called sad, Yeah. Sad but true. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I hear that.
I hear that. All right, we're at the next two dots. We're about 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis says the Gemara, Midik Amr, Bishas Hillel, Bishas Hahalel, excuse me, Mechlal de Rosh Hashanah, Leka Halel. When our Mishnah says, and for when we say Halel, it implies that we don't say it here. So says the Gemara, my time, why don't we say Halel on Rosh Hashanah? Um, and says the Gemara, a famous line. Amar Rabbi Abo, Amar Malachi Ashar Sleifnei Kodesh Baruch Hu, the angels upstairs in heaven said to Hashem, Ribbono Shalolam, why don't we say on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Why don't we say Hala? Famous Gemara. So the Gemara says a, a rhetorical, sharp response of the Abishter. Omar Lahem, could there be a case where the Dayan, the judge with a capital J, is sitting on the throne? And all the books of life and the books of death are open before him. And the Jews are sitting there like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about how great things are. No, it's a scary time. It's an intense time. And therefore, we do not say halal during those times. That brings us to the next Mishnah, which will, uh, won't even be our last Mishnah. We have two more Mishnahs to go. We're going to go to the top of Lamedal and Manalaf. Let's continue, says the Gemara. Shofar shall Rosh Hashanah. When it comes to the mitzvah of Shofar, there are limitations in regards to getting to the finish line. You're not allowed to carry them through a tchum or beyond the Tchum, I should say. You're not allowed to move big rocks in order to get, to get access to it. You can't climb a tree. You can't ride an animal. You can't go on a boat or swim, I guess. I didn't even mean that. And he's not even here. Is he here? No, he's not even here. I love you, Mark. Says the Gemara, you're not even allowed to cut the shofar, whether or not it is a rabbinic tool that would be cutting the shofar, or if it would be cutting it with a, a tool that would result in an Israel all are forbidden. You're allowed to put water or wine inside the shofar, which would probably help to clean it out a little bit and make the sound a little better. All is good. We don't stop children on Rosh Hashanah from being tokeah, even though they're not chayv because they're children. Not, not only do we not stop them, but we're allowed to coax them along and say, good, good, sweetheart, good ziz, keep trying. Now let's go to a chua. Now let's try to get you can help them. But a person who's blowing shofar without even knowing what's going on, and like uh, the example given by some of the Meforshim is that if you're like just holding it to get a comfortable grip and a sound comes out, that's not called tkei shofar, that's called misasek. You're not trying to be fulfill any mitzvahs, you're just, you're just playing around. Okay, so you're, you're not, you would say that we learned already. And obviously, if you hear from someone who was misasek lo yotza, my time. Well, what's the reason why we don't allow for any of these actions to be done in order to lead to the mitzvah of shofar? Because says the Gemara, Lam answer two lines from the bottom, Lam Beis Beis Shofar Asay. There's a mitzvah say to hear to hear the shofar Asayhu. But when it comes to Yom Tov, Yom Tov Asay Velosa Asay, the Ein Asay, the Asay of shofar will not be Doche as Halosa Asay Ve the scales are uneven. And when we're dealing with the mitzvah of shofar, it's singularly a mitzvah saseh. If a person skips, for example, the mitzvah of shofar, God forbid, something that probably most of us have never done in our lives, unless we're bali tshuva. We've, and even then, <laughs> secular Jews often go to shul and rosh hashanah. So, okay, but that's a positive commandment, but it's not a negative commandment in its omission. Masha'en came when it comes to Yom Tov, the reason why the scales aren't even is because while it's true that there's an Asay component of Yom Tov, but there's also a Los Asay component. And therefore, um, you are not allowed to trump one for the other.
says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, can't climb a tree, you can't ride animals. All right, you've told me already that uh, that which is rabbinic cannot be done. Why, why did you then, did you have to tell me, oh, by the way, you, you can't use, you know, like a spinning blade, like a reciprocating saw. Of course you can't use that. You're not even allowed to sit on an animal. Why did you then have to go later in the Mishnah to tell me, by the way, you also can't do an Isra Daraisa? Obviously that's true. So says the Gemara, it's absolutely correct the information you're saying. And the Gemara is just presenting a frame of an answer, which is Zov, this, and of course that. It's just, uh, it's not meant to be a question. It's just a style of writing. And as we turn to the top of Lamed Gimel Amin Aleph, a short Amud Baruch Hashem, a nice contrast from Lamed Beis, Amud Beis, Lamed Gimel Amin Aleph, says the Gemara on the top, we said the one is not allowed to cut a shofar, either rabbinically or biblically. That's a magla, that's a sickle. A sickle is not the right tool to cut a shofar with. A sickle is meant for harvesting. So if you use the wrong tool to cut this, then it will not be an Isr Dorai. So that's why the post can distinguish, for example, between cutting your nails on Shabbos with nail clippers versus biting them with your teeth. Those are distinctions in regards to the normal way to do things. It's not normal with a migla, so therefore it's, it's a shavus, it's an isr derabanan. The losase, what would have been an example? What would have been the example of cutting a shofar in a losase form? Says the Gemara Sakina, that would have been with a regular knife. And the Gemara here asks the same thing. If you're saying that you can't even use a sickle, losase mibaya, why are you telling me I can't cut it with a knife? And the Gemara responds that the format is just, a, again, it's the stylistics of the Mishnah. Zov, Ein This is Asr, and all the more so, that is Asr. Next two dots, six lines down. Avalim Ratzah uh, and then the Gemara makes a diuk that I would never have wanted to make. Mayim oyayin in, that's allowed. But meiraglayim, lo. You're not allowed to use urine. The whole goal here was to be able to clean out the inside of the shofar. And there is some type of uh, off pH of, of urine, and in some cases, uh, wine, and hopefully not water. But it was still used to clean it out. But they said meiraglayim is not allowed. And this has to be, must need some money. Who must be the author of our Mishnah then? The Gemara says, eight, seven, eight lines down, on it must be Abishohi. What does Abishol hold? The Brisa writes about Abishol, the Tanya. Abishol Omer, you can pour wine and you can pour water inside a shofar in order to clean it out a little bit. But but you're not allowed to use urine in order to clean it out because it's not the right way to treat a mitzvah, even if it's effective in making the shofar sound better. It's not a good idea. Uh, and even if one were to do that, please rinse it off before you use it because it's not uh, it's not covered. It's not nice. It's not the right way to do things. Oh, so says the Gemara, the two dots, first of the long lines, we said that we don't stop children from uh, from playing uh, with a shofar, from blowing shofar on Rosh Hashanah. But when it comes to women, we do stop them. Uh, hold on one second, really. The Brysa writes, The Brysa writes explicitly not like the inference of our Mishnah. The inference of our Mishnah implied that women, we do stop them from being tokeh shofar. However, the Brysa says that they are absolutely included. They're not, no problem at all. The Gemara says that that's not a, a conflict in, in Mari Makomos because they're authored by different people. Harab Yehuda. <clears throat> One of the sources that we just saw is like Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, and the other is like the pair, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon. The Tanya, the Brisa writes in regards to the requirement of doing smicha. Smicha is a requirement where a person takes their hands and they put all of the weight on the animal that they are about to do a korban on. And the Pasuk says, Rabbi Huda was of the opinion that when it came to smicha, only men were obligated to press the weight down on the animal prior to the korban, but women were not supposed to do so. They're allowed to. 
It's not that they shouldn't, it's that they can, they don't have to. So this relates back to the very large discussion, certainly between Ashkenazim and Svarnam, about whether or not a woman can do a mitzvah grama. Ashkenazim are more lenient than not only can a woman do so, she is not only, not only can she, she can even make a bracha b'shem malchus asher kiddushan b'mitzvah uh, and many other mitzvahs, there are some big discussions about uh, tefillin, about a woman being in nidas, there are some side limitations, but fundamentally, that's how we pass in as Ashkenazim, and Sephardim don't allow for that. Says the Gemara, the two dot six lines from the bottom, Lama Gimel and Alpha Valmi is asking, Bohem we said that one can work with children until they learn it, and then the Gemara has an absolutely wild comment, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Afilu B'Shabes. <laughs> why would you let the kids play with a shofar on Shabbos? It's mamish muktza. There's no reason why it should be mutter at all. So some of the Rishonim here point out that what must we be talking about? There's only one case that makes this all fit well. And that is what we learned in the name of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. We learned a couple of days ago that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said that after the Churban, when Shabbos filad on Rosh Hashanah, if you were in Bezdin or possibly Bifnei Bezdin in front of or in on location, then you can blow shofar. That must be shot in this Gemara. That's what the Balamo'a writes here in the back of the Gemara, that that is what must be going on here, because otherwise there's no reason why we would ever assume it's mutter to uh, to be tokei of a Shabbos. Tanya Nami Hachi, the Brisa writes as well that on Shabbos it's mutter, again with the context of the Balamo'a, that we must be talking about a case where it's in Bezdin around the time of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. He's asking, Bohen, Adshi, Yilmudu Afid you can help the kids uh, to learn how to blow shofar even on Shabbos. Not only is it true on Shabbos, but all the more so. It's true on Yom Tov, because on Yom Tov, there's not even an Isser Bichlau, there's no Isser Muksa. Even when it isn't going to be uh, Shabbos, not even, especially when it's not going to be Shabbos, all the more so, it's Mutter. Okay, so it says the Gemara as, as follows, Hagufakasha. this, uh, did I skip a line? Nope, Hagufakasha. this is a problem. We have two parts of what we just learned that kind of conflict with one another. Amris, you said, that you are allowed to help children learn, even on Shabbos, Alma, that implies, that you can tell the kids, to blow shofar, then we later said, we don't stop them, okay, we don't stop them, but we don't we don't tell them to blow shofar. So that has to, uh, the subtlety. It says the implications are not aligned. Says the Gemara, Lokasha, as we turn to the top of Lama Gimel, Lama Beis, Khan, Bekotan Shegilachinach, Khan, Bekotan Shlegilachinach. It depends how old you are. Which one would you have thought is which? Who's the lenient one? So Rashi tells us, yeah, We teach them lechatchila, but when it comes to children who are younger, we don't stop them, but we're not allowed to teach them lechatchila. Okay, fine. Next, Gemara Vamis Asik Lo Yetze, that we said that if a person is just uh, dabbling, they're just trying to practice the grip, got to get your lips just right, fine. So they're putting it up against their lips, and then all of a sudden the sound comes out, that's Mis Asik Lo Yatza. So the Gemara makes a deal, that if a person is using a shofar and they're doing so uh, for the sake of a song, they are capable enough. A YouTube video is going around uh, a couple of weeks ago about a person who was uh, doing the entire hatikva on a shofar. He was able to extend the key up and down. That's why I made it. those family chats. Yeah, well, maybe it went around the family chat. The real talent. It's not a simple thing. It's like, uh, okay, it's just a talent. Anyways, that's Tokei Lashir. Let's say he did that. Uh, that would be wearing your ashkafa on your sleeve. If you blow shofar to the tune of hatikva on Rosh Hashanah, that's already a whole different level. So it says... <laughs> 
so says the Gemara that it implies that it's going to be Yotze because we said Misasek is not Yotze. That implies Tokelashir is Yotze. Maybe Lema says the Gemara Misayle the Rava, Dama Rava Tokelashir Yotze. Maybe the, our, our Mishnah, the inference of our Mishnah, supports the sheet of Rava. Says the Gemara, no, Dilma Tokelashir Nami Misasek Karile. We don't, we don't have a clear parameter in the Gemara of what Misasek means, this super passive form of blowing shofar. And maybe Tokelashir is in the same category. So there's not necessarily a Raya from our Gemara. We don't even know if the Duke is right to say that Tokelashir is Yotze. At the two dots, five lines down, the Gemara says, Oh, sorry, at the two dots, of course, one who listens to one who is Misasek, he's not Yotze. Aval says the Gemara, let's say that I'm listening to someone who's blowing shofar specifically for himself. He's in his own room and he's going to be Yotze. He's doing it at L'Shem Mitzvah. He wants to be Yotze. Fine. So maybe, uh, what's the halacha? The halacha is, says the Gemara, six lines down, that he's yatsa. Lema, maybe we should say that this is a rejection of the cheat of Rebzeirah. Maybe, Lema, to have it to you, to you, to the Rebzeirah. Why? The Amar lay Rebzeirah l'shame. Rebzeirah said to his servant, Ichvan v'takali. I want you to have kavana when you blow shofar, and then be tokea for me. So that uh, that's a contradiction. Because if you're saying that the person who's listening doesn't have to tell the guy who's blowing shofar that he's listening, and he's blowing for himself, but nobody, he's just in his own room. And I, if I can still be Yotze, then why did Reb Zera tell his servant that Ichvan Vitaka, that you should have in mind, he doesn't need to do that. So says the Gemara, not necessarily a, a conflict against Reb Zera, says the Gemara, as we get to the last Mishnah of the day, Dilma Aidi Detonoresha Misasik Tana Seifanami Misasik, that really the language of Misasik was more used for, for poetic similarities of beginning and end of Mishnah, but not for any, any diukim to be made. That brings us to the last Mishnah of today, which will bring us to a significant way down, about a quarter of the way down on Lama Dal and Aleph. This is David Merzel's Mishnah, because he's the Makri. Seder Tkios Shalosh Al Shalosh Shalosh. We do three sets of threes. That brings us to nine. So that's the minimum Midoraisa. Shir Tkiah. How long is it Tkiah? The answer is whatever David Merzel says. And sometimes the rabbi has to go back a little bit. And sometimes he puts up his hand and the rabbi keeps going. Both of those things happen. So Shir Tkiah, how much is it? Kishalosh Truos. It's like doing three truos, but how long is a trua? Well, let's get to that in the Gemara. Shir Trua is Kishalosh Yuvavos. Okay. And we don't know what these terminologies mean. It's very hard to learn psak from these gemaras. That's why we need Rishonim and Achronim and Shulchan Aruch and Nosei Kalim and Poskim still. Not simple to figure all of this out. We learned this gemara uh, out of context a while ago. This mission, I should say. You did the first kia. And when you get to the two kias that are in a row, you have tkia, trua, Tkia, and then another, the next Tkia of the next set. So those two Tkias did in a row. If you're Taka Berishona, Mashach Bishnia Kishtaim, if you were Tokea for that uh, double Tkia, that doesn't work. It only counts as one. Next, our person who says Musaf, he's a birech, he says Shmon Esrei of Musaf, and only afterwards does he get a shofar. He does a minimum of nine. And just like the Shleach Tzibor, the Baal Tokea is going to be Chayev in shofar. Strange line in the Gemara. Whoever would have thought anything else? Why would we have ever thought it's all we'll have to deal with that in the Gemara and not today? And this should also be very obvious that a Shleach Tzibor can be Moti other people. Why wouldn't he be able to be Moti other people? We're halfway down. Let's start the Gemara. The Bryce writes, No, our Mishnah had said that a Shir is Shalosh Truos. And here the, the, the Gemara says it's Shir Tzibor Ketruah. It's only one Truah. 
So it says the Gemara, there's really no machlokas here. He's looking at uh, one at all of the tkiyas relative to all of the truos. And the ratio is still a three to one ratio of truos relative to a tkiyah. And Tana He's only looking at one bracket. Basically, the point is that there's just two ways to say the same thing. We're talking about trua in general, or we're talking about three specific truos, but either way, the rate, the, the amount of time seems to be the same. However, says the Gemara, we said in our Mishnah, Shir Trua, Trua Gimel Yavavos, we said that a Shir Trua is, is three Yavavos, but Tanya, that's not true. It's not three Yavavos, Shir Trua Kishlosha Shvarim, which is a longer amount of time. Amr Abaye, remember Abaye was the one who said before that there's no Machlokas about the Trua, to hear about the Tkia. So here he says there is. Here there's for sure Machlokas. The Pasuk reads, Yom Trua Yelochem. And how do we explain that Pasuk? The Targum at that time said, Yom Yevava Yehelechon. The word Trua is translated as Yevava. However, when it said when it was talking about the mother of Sisra, she was wailing. So one said that the sound that she made, namely, how do we define that she was wailing as We'll look at Rashi in a moment. We don't know what that means. Take a look at Rashi. Five lines from the bottom. It's a longer grown type of sound. It's a little longer. And Rashi says, uh, Whimpering or some type of rapid form of crying. And that would be the difference. In Taka, there is a machlokas. How do we know on Rosh Hashanah that we need a shofar? Because Talmud Lomar, well, I really should say better. How do we know that the, we need to blow shofar the same way on Rosh Hashanah that we do on Yom Kippur, which is three sets? So it says the Gemara, that Pasuk only teaches me about Yovel, but Rosh Hashanah nine. How do I know that the same rules extend over to Rosh Hashanah? Because of the extra words in the Pasuk of Hashvi, the seventh month. But really, I don't need that because I know what month I'm in because Yovel is always in, uh, the, the shofar is always sounded in uh, in Tishrei. So it says the Gemara, I know what month I'm in. Why did the Pasuk say Hashvi? Hashvi? What do we learn from it? She called Truos. All of the truos of that day, all of the shofar in the month of Tishrei are the same, whether it's Yovel or Yom Kippur or if it's Rosh, uh, Rosh Hashanah. But how do we know that before each of the truos, we have to have a pshuta, a regular tkia, the tkia that we call tkia before the trua? So that says the Gemara, we learn it from a very similar place, Tamalomer Bavarta Shofar Trua. It's based on the puzzle. Because that's what we do, tkia. X tzkiya. So we already explained the one before the pshuta lefanes from vavar to shofar trua. Uminai shepshuta lachareha says the gemara tamalomar taaviru shofar. So we see afterwards after the shofar there has to be another pshuta. Mainly it'll be yovel. I only know that that's true that we do tzkiya X tzkiya that formula that's only true by yovel. Rosh Hashanah minan. How how do I know to extend, to extend this also to Rosh Hashanah? Says the Gemara Tamalomar again, same Pasuk as before. Tamalomar Bechodashashvi, Shane Tamalomar, top of Lamadala Manav, Shane Tamalomar Bechodashashvi. That Pasuk is extra because I already know that I'm talking about the month of Tishrei because Yovel was always started in the month of Tishrei on Yom Kippur. Why then did the Torah go out of its way to say the words Bechodashashvi to teach us? It's not just that we do sets of three, but we also start with a tkiya and end with a tkiya. How do we know that we have to get to nine? 
Yom Zikaron Tirua, Yom Tirua Yelachem. So it's because of these two psukim. How do we know to interchange and to make sure that the numbers, that the nine units are both true on Yom Kippur and they're true on Rosh Hashanah? So here the Gemara it pivots a little bit and it now it's talking about Xer Shava. The past few answers we had said that it's a Hekish. We learned from Yom Kippur to uh, the world of Rosh Hashanah based on a Hekish. So first of all, says the Gemara, okay, what is the Metzias of how to be Yotze? Shalo Shehin Tesha, three units of three. Shir Tkia Ketrua, you have to make sure that Tkia is long enough. Shir Trua Kishlo Sheshvarim, and the Trua has to be the right length, the three Shvarim. And, uh, and then the Gemara asks its question. Initially, when we asked questions about comparing Yovel to Rosh Hashanah, we answered with a Hekish. All of a sudden, you magically came up with you're right. Without I certainly would have answered with a hekish. But then says the Gemara, because we just learned that this point in history was when we got we learned about this Shava. So therefore, Hekesha I don't need the Hekesh anymore. So we'll stop right here about 12 lines down on Lamadala Tomorrow night is Thursday night. We're going to learn from right here about 10, 12 lines down. We are going to go until the last few lines on. Uh, on the Masechta. We'll stop right there. On Shabbos, right after davening, we'll do the seam on the last few lines, and then we'll have a deluxe kiddush with rolls. Everyone is invited. It is not a sit-down kiddush. It is a, I mean, you can sit if you find a chair, but it's not like families and tables. It's just kind of everyone uh, at their own risk. Watch out for the children. Wishing you all a beautiful night.